2: Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans. Danilo's free. And he goes
2: to get one. Oh. First time we've seen them attack them and then front it!
3: Hello and welcome to the latest Oh, I go again. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Red Style Trend so and a few technical difficulties. Um I'm your host Christian Brown and we come to you shortly after Nottingham Forest one all draw at AFC Bournemouth. Thankfully the ground didn't blow away this time, so we actually got a game on. I'm joined by Reese Lane and Adam Wicklow, who are was our man on the ground for those who are chasing a bingo card. Hello chaps. Um unfortunately no Lee Clark today again because it although he does have a valid reason this time, it's his wife's birthday, so happy birthday to her. And yeah, we'll we'll get dive in, chap. So um Adam, we'll start with you. So there are six changes to the team. Obviously Matt Sells came in for his debut, thank the Lord. And then obviously we had Neko Williams and Tavares at right back at right back and left back respectively, sorry. And then was it Ryan Yates came back into midfield and Hudson doy and Nalanga both started. Uh, what did you make of that? Because that was obviously quite a bold selection, but equally it felt like a sign that we're maybe getting back to where our team is looking at its best. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah, the the horrible rumours that Matt Sellers' work permit might have not gone through rang true throughout um, uh, Boscombe, as uh, the the locals refer to Bournemouth, obviously. Um and then and then delight as, as as it actually wasn't true. And uh the in the, the people in the know were in the mud. And um we was all singing Matt Sells in the middle of our goal. Um me and me and Alex we went down. Um so yeah, no, that was a positive. Good to see that front four together for a change. Um very attacking, very um looked like with a lot of intent. Um midfield was where I was kind of a bit like, who's gonna be the one that kind of dictates? Obviously Oro and has gone to Leon, so it's kind of it was a bit like one of them, and I saw Ryan Yates doing it in the warm up, kind of like getting the ball off off players and trying to then like play out like it was a game of trying to dictate. And I was quite worried about that because that is really not his game. And I'm sure we'll get on to later where I thought he hid for most of it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, no, I thought overall really, really positive from Nuno. I think he set his stall out to go out to to with Bournemouth and, and really have a go at him, and and that's only really a good thing. But We'll, we'll dissect the game later. It didn't quite go to, to plan as, as we'd intended. No, perhaps not. But, yeah, I
3: mean, it wasn't the best start, was it, Reece? Um, Because, once again, just a very easy goal to give away. Um, especially if we're in five minutes, obviously, Paul has to get a corner and Williams misses the header at the front post. And then that's enough for to score, basically. Yeah. Um, Aside from the obvious disappointment, what's your sort of take on the goal? And yeah,
4: it was similar to the Brentford goal, wanted the second Brentford goal in the sense that someone's won a header again at a near post. Um Obviously, the Brentford goal was just a header on goal, which has gone in. This one's more of a flick on. I mean, it, it was a good ball, I'll give them that, but it's a flick onto the back post, and then clive just touched it in on the line and in. Yeah, he'll, he'll get his goal for that. But, I mean, I watched it just before we come on. Annoyingly, Gibbs White's on that back stick as well, but he runs to the front post as it's flicked on. So, it's obviously flicked on to the back post, whereas if he was probably still there, it's not his fault, of course, but if he was still there, he probably would have just cleared that away. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure who was it. Was it Sinistere who got in front of Williams, one? He just... It's just bore watching a bit into their Nico and Sincier has got in front of him, inflicted on. And it, from their point of view, it's a well worked routine. But from our point of view, it's a bit too easy and it's a bit too soft. And to end, what was it, five minutes into the game, already you've got an uphill battle. Um, and to be honest, I thought that was their only real threat all afternoon, Bournemouth. I just thought the only undoing from us was going to be from a set piece. I didn't really worry about anything else personally. I just thought the only time I was concerned was when they were whipping corners or three kicks into his box.
3: Yeah, it was It was a little, obviously, it's just annoying. I think that's the 13th goal we've conceded now from a set-piece this season, which is a league high, and it's just, like, so frustrating. Obviously, on the one hand, we look much more adept at attacking set piece. Um, thanks to our new set-piece coach but defending them still seems to be the same old issues It's it's either set-pieces
4: or sloppy errors into our goals
3: (laughs) I mean they must make up (laughs) Yeah yeah. I
4: mean they must make up got to be over 90% of the goals we conceded and just sloppy errors and set-pieces it's really frustrating and you know we we, we can keep saying it needs to change of course it does but it keeps happening and Mm -hmm. you know just to, It's just
3: frustrating from our perspective. Very much so, yeah. I mean, obviously generally speaking, I think Forrest pretty much, we struggled for the first 15 minutes to get out of our half, really. Bournemouth started very well, to be fair, so i you have to give him credit for that. But um, eventually, I think, on a turning point, Dominguez started to win a few tackles and then we started to get a bit of momentum going. And we actually made a cut them open quite a few times and made some good chances. I mean, put a few really good a few moves together. There was one in particular for Awani where um, he was played in and... No, well, there was the first time I give it was fair enough, you know, he slipped, you can't do a lot about that. But the second time where he's played he really, really should work Neto into a better save and just tamely passing the ball to which is a bit annoying. But eventually the pressure did tell just before half time. And um Adam, Callum Hudson odoi uh, wriggles through a few and tries to replicate his burning goal to great effect.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, took it really well. I, I completely didn't realise he actually makes the tackle on the edge of the box and, himself and then Nips past the player. I thought Murillo had won the ball initially in the 50-50 of Semenyo because he went down and then I thought it kind of fell to to Callum hudson but no, he, he kind of struggled to get in the game and then and then he, there are the moments where you want someone of his ilk to kind of pop up and do something out of nothing that's what why he was so highly regarded and we've we've banged the drum about this Potential of, of of the buzzword as Reese likes to call them, um, and yeah, it's a great strike. No keeper in the in the Premier League gets near that. In in my eyes, it's side netting sort of stuff. And it was a shame that um, it took us so long to really like test netto in that in that sense. Because I think yeah, like you said, all the other efforts we had were kind of like pass backs almost. To be honest, um, and you kind of just think like right, well, let's get in the second half now and and get at him, but. Well, will probably go on to it. It was a bit of a dead rubber in the second half, wasn't it? It was a bit, bit rubbish. We didn't really get the ball to Callum, which is the toy after that, I didn't think. And he was probably the one that looked like the, the brightest spark out of our attacking front four.
3: Definitely. Yeah. I felt Alanga looked like a man who hadn't been playing because of an injury. That makes sense. So he looked like he looked rusty. Um, yeah. Very, very rusty. rusty. But... Lloyd,
2: Lloyd Kelly had his number, I think, to be fair.
3: Yeah, because he, 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 they weren't really getting much of the ball, like He said, the winners. No. It was very The only one who was really was Hudson odoi He was trying mm. to, like, you know, we hardly got the own. ball to a yeah. at all. I thought he was yeah. just isolated once, to be honest. Sorry, he was like, mm. through no fault of his own, really. No. You know? but, um, at least it would be, it's good to get some minutes into his legs at least. I think he got like 75, something like that. So that's yeah, good. Um, before, obviously, the subs came on. But yeah, you're right. Second half was mostly a non event. It was like your classic championship game of lots of head tennis. And, lots of high balls, and it was almost like going in a bit of a time warp, but with better players, it was really surreal. But um, there were two incidents of note I want to talk to you about. Um, Because the referee, unfortunately, does make the headlines. Uh, Race, I'll go to you first. So the decision not to send Justin Cliver off for about, I'd say, at least three, maybe even four bookable offences, in addition to all the persistent fouls he was giving away too. How how has he not been sent off after very shortly after um well he before he was taken off after fifty-five minutes?
0: Mm.
4: Um I don't know, mate. I mean, when he gets booked, it's it's for some petulance into the he, after the referee's given a foul to um to Bournemouth and he's kinda of gone in after it's been given. Um I can't remember if it was on there. I think it might have been a langer. Not not, not not 100% on that, so don't quote me, people, in the comments. But, you know, he, he clapped into one of our players anyway and got booked for after the ball had been stopped dead by the referee, giving a free kick. And then the one for me, there was a couple of cheap fouls where, you know, he's come nudge somebody in the back. And, yeah, fair enough. But the one for me was where Dominguez had got away from me. He just brought him down. Now, if he's not on a card, that's a yellow card every day of the week. I'm not sure. Why the referee hadn't given that, and it was no surprise to see Ariola bring him off straight after it. Because to be honest, his head had gone after the first challenge when he got booked. He, he looked; he just looked to me, and then he kept giving away fouls and it's getting to a point there uh, where you're watching as a fan thinking come on let's have some more of this because you're going to get yourself sent off here mate you know what i mean and he, he did the challenge what really should have got him sent off and as soon as the referee didn't book him and give him a second yeller uh he was he was brought off straight after and it's like yeah well ball probably probably "Oh, i've got away with one there um I, i'm i'm not sure me it it, it it was two bookings for me personally
3: but you know only the referee will know that I think the one that got me because you're right that one was bad on Dominguez but mm. he actually I got pretty, away from him and yeah. he just brought him down just
0: packed him down I mean, it, was like, mm. and it
3: was the one with Dominguez where sorry Dominguez with um, Omar where he's actually gone into the back of Omar Amadele mm. and he's obviously kicked off by saying like look how many more is that yeah, and and he got he harded, the ball away yeah. and he gets booked for that it's like for throwing the ball in yeah. like come mm. on like like I've never—it was, was a forest set of events. If you look at like, a live commentary, like uh, someone put a clip, a an up from Twitter, and right? it was like fifty-five. Oh, Mambelli wins a foul. Fifty-five. Oh, no, booked. It's like how could he win a foul and be booked? <laughs> like mm. absolute nonsense. But you know, you know, this
4: some, is yeah. well, this is what I mean about referees when I say they need to help themselves. You know, you can't even. I get, you know, they want to obviously bring the respect them, but you can't, it's like sometimes you can't even talk to them without getting a card, it seems nowadays, you know. This is years and years of Mike Riley wanting them to be like robots, and it's crept in. You can't even talk to them sometimes, or you get booked. They just can't seem to get that fine line between, you know, being aggressive towards a referee and just asking a simple question. You know, he, he should have been sent off, and iriola I- knew it because he-, he dragged him off
2: straight away, as I've just said. You, you just wish the justice had come. The, the justice had come of obviously the body sending off at our ground, where he's won the ball <laughs> mm, <laughs> and got a second no. yellow card for winning oh. the ball. Uh, just, just yeah. I know we, I know we obviously get a, get billing, get ends up getting sent off, which I'm sure you're yeah. going to ask me about, Christian, you know, aren't you. I, right. I would imagine yeah. it. At the, at the time, I thought it was a, it was a red because I just thought it was absolutely disgusting. Because he's, it, I know he's trying to clip. It's a it, horrible, horrible. It's the intent, isn't it? I mean, you go way, right down yeah. the back of his Achilles there, yes. and I mean, Hudson Odoi looked in a lot of pain. I mean, luckily he that walked off, really, and he said, yeah, and then he yeah. said in his post match he'll be all right. It was just an impact mm-hmm. thing, but. That is say, yeah. that's a disgraceful tackle. Um, that was proper ratty. I thought. Yeah, yeah. It, it,
4: it, really. But that, that's a ser- serious injury challenge. And you know what? I'll give the referee some bloody credit here because there's so many referees. I'm telling you now in the Premier League who would give a yell for that and just yeah. say, "Well, it's just it's just trying to stop play." The ball was five yards gone, and that 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 challenge was to just basically try and injure a player. It was a, it was an absolutely disgraceful challenge, and I'm glad the referee showed some actual balls. Um, with no pun intended, and <laughs> and actually brought out the red because as soon as it happened, I was like, "That's a red." And there's so many mm-hmm. times I've seen a referee just brandish a yellow there, and you'll get pundits sticking up for it, saying, "Well, it's just took one for the team." It, it, you know, it,
2: it, you it can take one just, for the team and not try
4: yeah, do injure someone. It, like, it he could have broke his like, ankle or or it done his Achilles tendon with that challenge. A terrible tackle, and I'm glad yeah, that, the referee. Brought
2: out the red card. It was. It did make me laugh. Decision. It did make me laugh that Billing like kind of loitered around. Like, am I, I, I going to get? A it, it, I like, right. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, on the Sky
4: footage, footage on the game, not the Sky footage on a stream. <laughs> um, it showed you um, Iriola looking at the, the tablets he had by the. The bench nowadays, and he was like perplexed by the decision. I'm like, oh, can you actually watch that and think that isn't a red card? Do you know Vince, it's like if Sangare <laughs> or Ryan Yates had done that challenge, or whoever it would be oh, in the oh, midfield, Dominguez, no, no. you just gotta hold your hands off for that. That was, you know, you could give a player a serious injury that yeah. challenge. It was a
3: t- terrible challenge. I feel like like there's there's sort of unwritten sort of code in football, wasn't there? Where I think there are some challenges in that instance are acceptable. Like yeah, like, a like 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 a clip or a shirt pull mm, like, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Obviously, that you know full well you're not getting a card are action, but you're taking off the team. Yeah, what did was disgusting. Like he's very clearly I, gone to hurt him. Like
4: I get, I get it. He has he has tried to clip him, but he's just got it so badly wrong. And when you get tackles badly wrong in football, you pay the price. Unfortunately,
3: that's it. Yeah, I thought that was really really poor. There was also one other. I kind of completely forgot to gloss over in the first half. There was a slight penalty appeal. They are it sort of looked at it very pretty quickly and it went on. Obviously, it's probably one of those where, which I kind of get the annoyance because if it's anywhere else on the pitch, it's probably a foul. The mm-hmm. well, One on Yates, obviously, had his shirt pulled and then sort of pushed to the floor. But whether it's a penalty, I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those you've probably seen them given, but obviously not to be today. Not not for me. I, I mm-hmm. think the
4: commentator from our stream it bang on. Yeah, that if you're kind of giving them, um, you're you giving five give six every off. game. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Um, mm-hmm. I I, th- I think I'd, you'd probably need a bit more I mean yeah they are gra- well Kelly is grappling with him but I think you need a bit more personally
2: for me
3: that's fair enough yeah I'm guessing you haven't talked to that back have you Adam? well it was right in front of you I suppose that you into wasn't it that yeah was...
2: no, I mean you you claim but no, nah, I mean I like Yates' Ye- hausery at times where he goes down, but he was more bothered about going down today than actually playing the bloody game. So, you know, I, you've known all my thoughts. I've said it in WhatsApp. I'll probably say it on here in a bit. But he was more bothered about, I don't know, trying to wind the opposition up than, than, than play football for me. Um, he wound me up to death, to be honest. But yeah, no, no not a penalty. Like, like Reece said, you'd get about a million give, given every game. Nah, fair
3: enough, yeah. Yeah. Um... But really take that on board. Um and but there was one thing I suppose worth the wend the obviously after the red card race, um once again Forrest have this opportunity. I think it was, it was what's it, six minutes of normal time in seven added on, mm. so give or take fifteen minutes mm. and just didn't even make I think Neto had one save, It was a tame P roller from Gibbs White, who really should have passed that to Ribero, if we're being honest. I like for Gibbs White, but he should have passed that. Mm. Especially coming on his weaker foot too. But other than that, that's poor. That's really, really poor. Whether it was Tavares' delivery or Montiel's delivery at the time once he came on, it just seemed like you know there was he was just clueless against ten men. That's really, really concerning. It's the fifth time this season now.
4: Yeah, I mean, Twitter's quite split. What I've read on it, I mean, there there is obviously people wanting more, a bit like myself. You know, I'm not. The problem is with Twitter. You can't. There's no balances there? If you want a bit more, it means you've got to basically chuck eleven men forward and go absolutely gung ho, which is not what you want. You know, you you just want some sustained pressure, some balls into the box. You know, and when it gets booted out, the fact that they're deep is probably going to come back to you, and you just need to keep sticking it in their box. You know, and and keep pulling them from side to side and make an opportunity work. And we, yeah, we it seems to be persistent against ten men, and it, it, it kind of seems to not. Too sure what ideas we've got because obviously we are a counter attacking team, so we have got to change it up a little bit when you're against 10. Just seemed a bit lacking in ideas. I mean, I mean, the crossing, I mean, what Monty had, he put one straight out of play. I mean, I mean, Gibbs White, who I thought was, was a bit poor today, I think, I think he, um it just dwelled on the ball a bit too much for me today, Gibbs-White, rather than just kind of keeping it simple. I mean, you have that team effort, like you say, Christian, I mean, you need Neto to make the harl howler, of all harlers for that to go in. And it just wasn't really... Turner would put that in, to be fair. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it just wasn't, just that little bit more oomph for me. Um, you know, I get, I get as well people saying, you know, we've had two new players come on today, et cetera. And, you know, we're obviously a bit leggy, which we are because of the options we've got. But yeah, it would have been just nice, I guess, to have created one or two decent chance. So at least one, like we're at one decent chance where if you kind of miss it, you think, oh, bloody hell, we should have scored them. We, we, we didn't really have anything, did we? And, you know, it's not like, to be honest as well, it's not the first time, as you said, Christian, we've been against 10 men several times this season. I know only for probably 10, 15 minutes in games, but We've really struggled, haven't we, to kind of cut, to cut teams open, which is, you know, a bit of a worry in that sense.
3: It is a bit of a worry, yeah. And obviously, that was pretty much it after that. I mean, I Bournemouth had half a chance towards the end, obviously got a corner and then obviously blew full-time before the corner was taken. But other than that, like, yeah, that was it. It was, the like, the most nondescript second half imaginable, really. And obviously, we leave Bournemouth with the points said which I actually I I suppose like I was a bit sort of not trying out word this. I it was one of those where I think that we really need to win today. I was partly thinking I was like, look, with everything else we need to get three points. Like obviously Luton have turned on the pressure a bit and a few other teams as well. We still won't get an deduction, etc, etc. So we could probably do a winning today. But then someone actually pointed out later on Twitter saying that I think from the last five games we've got seven points. Which, if we were to do that between now and the end of the season, we'd end up on 42. Which, three points deduction, that might even be enough. Mm. So, we're going to have to wait and see on that front. But its um it, it, I guess that's, that's a glass-half-full approach, isn't it?
4: It's just like what I said in the group chat. And I know it was unfortunate with the Bournemouth, Bournemouth home game. But, you know, the bottom-half teams, they're the teams you would kind of need to beat at home. And mm. aside from Sheffield United, we've not done that, you know we drew to Burnley, we drew to Luton, we've lost to Everton, we drew to Brentford, we've we've lost to Bournemouth. Um I know we've still got like Fulham Palace, etc. Wolves, I think, to play first and in the bottom half. But yeah, that's the pro- that's the problem with us. Like because we, we haven't done the job in his home games thus far. We're kind of looking at really today where you'd probably say prime facing points a decent result, but we're trying to like right that wrong from not getting the points we need in the home game. You know, we played it, Brentford yeah. and Bournemouth in the bomb half. We have took two points from 12 out of them, two for example. You know, we've got to go to the likes of Luton. I mean, I expect Sheffield United and Burnley to be down by the time we play them, but the likes of Luton, we've got to go to away. We've got to go to Everton away. So it's tough, you know. But the, only, the positive outtake out of it, and this is what I said in the group, is that no one's gained on us this weekend. You know, Everton have drew. Luton have drew, you know, Sheffield United have just self-imploded again. I mean, Burnley have drew, but I don't really think they'll personally do much. And, I mean, Palace have lost and then you would expect Brentford to lose tomorrow night, but you never know. So I guess that's a little bit of a positive. But we, we we've, And I don't like comparing this to other teams, but you kind of get caught up in it, don't you? But we, we just, we've got two back-to-back home games now in the Premier League. Um, obviously, forgetting about Bristol City and we need to kind of get some results in them really Mm. I think we need a win out of two
3: for sure at least definitely definitely Um, and that we'll move on to the slept on it thoughts that we have
0: red side of the Trent (laughs) slept on it thoughts
3: Obviously, quite happy. do slept on it, thoughts when no one slept. It's another matter. But so, we've <laughs> uh, so only got a few here. So, Emma said, decent away point from home, but need to turn these into wins. Points touch and looming with Luton on fire could be an interesting few weeks. Sam said, just a bit confused why Tavares gets picked every week. Uh, Premier Elliot said, 1 all against a Bowie team is probably a fair result. One day we'll beat them. Brillo gets better and better. Nice not to talk about the keeper for a change. <laughs> Great fathers ever. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Elliot. Alex said, "Did well a battle back from early setback, but again another team down at the ten men, and we failed to register anything meaningful on goal. Six shots on targets. Were they all just in the first half? I trust Nuno, but God, we need a plan B. Um, and capability and function says, where has the vitality of Newcastle when United forces has gone to? If this were a normal season without a looming point deduction, then this would be a decent point. It isn't, and it's not. We have no attacking plan other than counters, and." Yeah, I suppose that's it, really. Oh, we have one from Lee, too. Have to, that's what I to so. say. So, Lee says again, didn't a single minute. owing to the wife's birthday, school wearer. Uh, Would have probably taken a draw before the game and good to see Hudson-Odoi score. So, yeah, I think, to be fair, for sort, of, <laughs> sort of sums up the game, really. Like, no, one really cares. <laughs> but, like... Um, well, obviously there is some other things for actually someone to um, Pete Cooks has made a good point in the comments actually that Chris Wood is injured and has a hamstring injury which is really annoying it feels like you know how Norwich and Fulham are basically sort of like contractually obliged never to play each other in a league game because one always goes up and one goes down it feels like we can't have a one and Wood fit at the same time it's really <laughs> annoying um, I, yeah, I that's, guess that's... Which,
4: I mean I think he's injured isn't he but well, I guess he's still at the club so I don't know whether oh. that would I know he's not obviously offered too much at all but I'm not sure if that would just go Yeah. Move to the MLS because yeah, we can Ooh. kind of deal with him and retire his injury record as well. Is um is Lee's wife a Sheffield Wednesday fan? Is she? I believe so.
3: Yeah. She had a great
4: birthday yesterday because <laughs> I see they got battered
3: by four 0 by Walsfield in a relegation yeah. battle. Yeah. Really, really bleak times for them. <laughs> but, Sorry, um, Lee. But no, happy I, birthday, I was, Holly. Happy birthday, Holly. Yeah, um, there's still, um, obviously talk that Origi might actually. It's a good point. I wonder if he's even registered because there's a good chance he'll probably go back anyway. So, and be sent off to MLS. I, I so. think there's
4: a bit of time, isn't there, before we register the squad now, I believe. So, um, oh, I that? remember okay. last, I, I think so, but I, I don't think it's registered as soon as the window shuts. Because, can you remember back to last season, we was trying to register players, didn't we? And then somebody got injured, and we tried to get Steve Cut re registered, which yeah. the referee. The referee, the Premier League, gave a big two fingers up to us, and he was sat in the stands at him away instead.
3: Yeah, that was it, that's when um, what's it, Bolin's, and um, McKenna got injured. Yes, in, that's like, it. Same instant, yeah, guess And mm. both of them were out for like three months. <laughs> like, yeah. A, just, yeah, only Forest. Great um, times. I've got a few got a few player performances for you. So Adam will start with you. I'm going to give you Nico Dominguez because I saw um it Forest to Liverpool. I believe it was Forest to Liverpool. So they put that he was poor, and I was like, what? Are you joking? And um, It seemed quite a few had that opinion as well. But what did you think of him?
2: Yeah, I've um, I've spoke to Chris on WhatsApp, actually, from Forest all over um, about this. I thought he was very mixed. I didn't think he was amazing. Didn't think he was terrible. I thought like his ball playing was to be questioned. He gave the ball away quite cheaply a fair few times. But then ball retention wise and actually getting a foot in, I thought he was pretty good. But the problem was it was one he was probably losing the ball. So yeah, I don't think he was too amazing. I don't think he was he was that bad either. But um I think he had to do a lot of work in there. Um he, there was a lot of housery going on of him going down and and whatnot. And he, he he ran his socks off to be fair to him, uh Dominguez. He never fails to give you a hundred percent when he's when he's on it. But yeah, I just thought he needed to be a little bit more careful in in terms of being in possession and Keeping the ball and keeping us on the attack. Sometimes it, it, we just lost momentum because of not 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 even just him, but so many people just misplacing passes and being so sloppy in possession. Um, so yeah, that that's my take on it. I'd give him like a, a six point five, if anything. I think that that probably be about right.
3: Yeah, that's fair enough. I I thought the Mingers was good today. I really like I like how like combative he is. I love how much how much he covers. Like he seems to be everywhere. Like in midfield, like I just thought he was really, really good in that sort of sense. But yeah, you're right. It was weird. I think the stats did say that he completed the most passes from midfield, but equally, it's the ones that he misses that you notice. So I I do.
2: That's probably gave me a big two fingers. But yeah, he he gave away the ball in in a lot of.
3: You, yeah, I think I it's both, both things can be true because you're right I yeah. I think like I, I think a lot of those passes would have been just simple ball attention just like five
2: yards Just um, giving the ball so. to bloody Lewis Cook and Ryan Christie so they get shit on counter attack and you go for goodness sake we're in a good position just giving the ball away
3: But uh, yeah no doubt I've, I've, I, think, yeah, I think yeah it's one of those where I think like generally both things can be true because like again I was watching it my dad and he was saying the same thing about the Mingers giving the ball away etc cetera, etc cetera. so it was obviously a common thing that was picked up but I actually thought he played pretty. So six point five is a fair, a fair, a fair assessment. Uh, race, I'm going to give you Nuno Tavares, who I personally would not have given a six point five to, but i would be interested to see how you felt with his performance. What would you have given him? About the number on the back of his shirt. <laughs> okay, um,
4: <laughs> I'm just repeating what I've said on previous podcasts. He? He's, he's kind of so awful that it does seems to do some very tough things very well and then the most basic things is like <laughs> he kind of messes up out. I mean there was one it was in the second half where he let the like the ball advance on his wing and then he'd like they got the wrong side of the ball so their man got in between and he was like not goal side and he just like went into the back of him and we had control of the ball so then we having a free kick in a dangerous position um yeah, I'd have to say I didn't think he was the best today. Um, I think Nuno obviously likes him because he, he's, when he opens his legs, he is really quick, and that's what's the frustrating thing with Hudson and and Tavares. I don't think they kind of do that enough. When they open their legs, they're really quick, especially and like you. There's one, and I think in the first half where Tavares actually got on his bike, and he can speed away from most players. It's just that he's a bit sometimes. Kind of stop starting, and then I was looking for him as well because you look at that left side and think it's quite pacey. So I'm looking for like Tavares to get on Utsun's doors overlap on his overlap, and he's like stood back, and I'm just like, oh, just push yourself a bit more, guys. So the like just it's frustrating, event, really. Yeah, just a bit, just a bit frustrating, really. Um I mean, he, like I say, you can see at times he's got some ability about him, but then at other times you're thinking, this is why. You know he's been farmed out on loan to, from Arsenal, really. Um, I mean, the big debate is if he's kind of better than Toffolo. Into I think, I think Toffolo offers you more all round um, as a solid kind of base. I think, like I say, with probably Tavares, you, you'd expect him to get a bit fo- get forward quicker, etc. And he's kind of got to do that more. He's just defensively, he's a bit at times a bit skeptical isn't he? It's just. Just so in in the kind of indifferent, indifferent from the minute to the next. But it's like, it's just hard to kind of describe. I think think a few do go as well. I mean, Twitter people go OTT on everything. I think people go OTT saying on him saying he's absolutely bleeding terrible. But I can sometimes you like pulling, sometimes you do pull your hair out with him. Um, But this is like we said, I think we said this on a lot last podcast when we was on about it, maybe it could be departing. Nuno seems to want to, Nuno's playing him, he seems to be Nuno, well, not seems to be, he is Nuno's first choice left back at the minute, I mean, kind of Toffolo can't really get a looking, can he, and I mean, he didn't even get on the pitch today, Toffolo, so, yeah, um, I'm, that- I'm kind of hoping he can start making more good decisions than bad, really. Yeah. You just pull your hair out at times. Obviously. Well, that, that
2: moment, that moment you pull your hair out, Reese, is when he gets into the box with a, an absolute peach of a ball yeah, from Marilla, yeah, and you're yeah, like, right, yeah. make the right decision. And yeah, you well, clips the ball well, into the air. Like, well, that's what I mean.
4: Like that. That's a really good point, Adam. That was a brilliant overlap from Tavares. Gets on the over, like, gets into a brilliant position to the bar line. A one you say, give it to me, or, give it to my feet. And what does he do? He clips it to the back post where nobody's there. Put it across the floor, or put it across that. The six yard box or someone, at least somebody might be coming in, or you can say, Well, where's somebody coming in here to slide that in? It just clicked it and it, it clicked it into a decent area. Don't get me wrong, but it was nobody there,
2: so it was, it was like you like didn't look up, waste of anything. time,
4: really. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, the overlap for that move was really good, and you know, if he can do that quite often, you, you've got a real threat there because he's, he is really quick. It's just that he just doesn't seem to do. The, the better decision more times often than not. And that's the frustrating aspect with him, really. I mean, and then he had that shot, didn't he? I mean... Oh, God. I, th- I, think, I went I to think, the moon and cleared the stadium. <laughs> I think it was funny because my mum and dad came round, mine, to watch it. And my dad was like, shoot it. So we was kind of expecting him to roll it out his feet and then it's it. And he just did it like first time. I? I think that went into the channel, didn't um and my mum and my mum was like to my dad, oh well, you you said shoot and my dad was like, Yeah, we'll get it out of his feet first, for goodness sake. But um, yeah, frust- he is frustrating, but like I say, he's, he's Nuno's new man at left back, isn't he? So I'm hoping he can um produce start producing a little bit more,
3: really. The only thing I will give him some sort of credit for I'll say is that it is worth noting that he's basically played about 20, yeah, like, that's 30 fair. minutes for the first half of the season. Like, where it's because of injury,
0: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
1: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee In terms apply. See mcdonalds.com
3: away because it's like mm. of not being picked he hasn't really played so i understand there'll be some rustiness but boy. to be fair i, I thought there
4: was there was Seb, there was quite a lot of players rusty today i mean you look at that front four is probably the front four we kind of all want to see into yeah. but i thought Gibbs-Wire was pretty rusty i thought the line was very rusty tower was very rusty i mean you even saw i mean ty did that brilliant bit of skill into to get by his man and then you know, rolled it and so, one yeah. mile per hour into the keeper's arms. It was oh, a great, a pass, great no. pass right? But um, so yeah, there was there was a bit of rustiness, and like we said, we, we've kind of I bet we've used what what do you reckon we've used the last month or so? Probably the same sixteen players, maybe. So, yeah, you know, and, and we've got we have a, a squad of twenty nowadays on the match day. So yeah, I mean, it's positive that the come back, although you know that's on the back of him having some. A personal tragedy with missing the penalty, we see Senegal out But now we've lost Ina Sangari and Bali for the rest of the tournament because you know they'll be in that stupid third place game as well. Even if they do lose in the semi-finals,
3: yeah, that is that is a problem. That also, like I said before, like well, I think it was like the last week, one before. Where, Whoever wins that, if it's Nigeria or like, Ivory Coast, we yeah. aren't seeing that player for another week at least. Mm. Like it's such it <laughs> a
4: shame with Sangara as well, because you're kind of begging him to get going. And he played really well at Newcastle, the only game yeah. he's played on the Nuno. And then it's like Actually he can't won't. seem yeah. to get going for us, and with, with obviously his record signing. So you're just like, oh. And Ivory Coast yeah. has been terrible as well this tournament. You know, these stupid rules of letting worse third place teams do, like you know, Portugal won it on the back, didn't they? Yeah, 2016. 2016 and they didn't win a game till the semi finals. You know, just well,
3: Ivory Coast be <laughs> the say they haven't won a game in 90 yeah, minutes. Yeah, this they? is what I
4: mean. This no. quantity over quality is oh, don't get the started on that because the time when the time where you know, in as his... Time where OAPs every team in bleeding Europe will get in the Euros because you <laughs> add that many teams to it every year. But that's for another pod,
3: <laughs> Adam. Um, not to risk poking the bear, but I'm gonna give you right Ryan Yates because, um, obviously, for those unaware, Adam had a bit of a frank discussion after the match about his select choice of words towards Mr. Yates. Um, uh, how did I you? <laughs>
2: I didn't like slag him off or anything. I just told him which direction we were shooting in <laughs> because where to pass. Yeah, well, I'm not being funny, right? So I watch him in the warm up. I'm so sorry, right? I I don't want to like go on at him because I feel like most most of the time this season he's actually been fairly okay. Yeah, but he just really like grinded me gears today in terms of in the warm up. He's he's me basically being the man of like I'm gonna get the ball off the center half and I'm gonna I'm gonna play. Every time he got it, he looked backwards straight away. And even in times when he had on the half turn to just drive into a bit of space and then, like, kind of compose himself and put his foot on the ball and then, and like, maybe do something with it, just kept going backwards and hiding. And you can't do that as a central midfielder, even on a Sunday league pitch, for crying out loud. And he's our captain. So you kind of look for him to be that inspiration. And he just wasn't for me. He was absolutely. Ryan Yates of in, in the championship when we wanted him to get foddered out to a league one side today, that's what he was. He was looking for fouls all the time, more interested in doing that than actually playing. Uh, there was a point where he actually come for a throw in and Danilo actually just went in front of him, took the ball and just actually dictated and just did what he should, what Yates should be doing anyway. And that tells me a lot, to be honest. Um, I was really disappointed. I made my feelings clear and, and someone had a go at me. That's fine. That's that's their opinion. I probably did get a bit annoyed and a bit OTT. And I think that was because my head had clearly fallen off at the fact that we had no op- options going forward for the last 15 minutes against 10 men. Like We we completely narrowed our play and, and that suited Bournemouth to a T. And if the roles were reversed, they would have had plenty of chances against us. Whether we would have survived or not, it was a different matter. But... It really frustrated me as someone that's your captain, your central midfielder, someone that's got to be a bit of an engine room. And I know that's not his game, but you just step up. I don't like if you make a mistake. That's fine. At least I know then you've made the effort. But I just I was just so disappointed in him. And the quicker we get Sangari back, the better because Sangari can play on the half turn. That's why Mangala was so good because he would look he'd go forward if he needed to. And and I'm sorry, but if we're going to stay up in this division and actually start playing teams uh, in a certain way, then Ryan Yates doesn't get my, near my 11. I'm sorry. I just thought he was rubbish. I'd give him about a one, if that, <laughs> that's been kind. I can't, you can't I, give him a one, like a give five, one, one. baby. I'll give, him about a f- I'll give him a five, five. but that kind.
4: I think when people's had a, a pretty bang average game, they stay on a six or a 5 Then you five, know, No, like, the, the, the
2: worst, the worst thing bl- is, yeah, well. he, got, he got into the positions where you kind of want that late centre midfielder to get into, and he was passing it back to bloody Neto and all. I know the I first mean, one might have got ruled out because I think there was a bit of a handball issue, but the well, second well, the, one yeah, yeah, drive was, through that. That is third, a beautiful effort, I'm sorry. The first
4: one, to be fair to him, is like a snapshot. He's just got to kind of get a shot away there. You yeah, yeah, really yeah no, time. I, I, I don't I don't know why... I've, if this is a tactic from us, we're trying to kind of play through Ryan Yates in terms of passing because that's not his game at all. Is is no, not. it's not. I don't. I don't want to be mean as well. As well, but that isn't his strength. His passing game, you know. Yates' strength, as we all know, is kind of hassling, winning fouls, putting pressure on the opposition, pressing them into mistakes. Really, if you're looking at him to kind of dictate the play with his passing, that, but that's not going to happen. Um, he just hasn't got that passing repertoire in his. Awesome, unfortunately. I know people probably think, oh, we're getting on his back. I'm not, or oh, that's just that's just me being honest. That's I just mean, I mean to be fair, that is why we've we we spent the money, not because of just Ryan on his own, but that's why we spent the money on Sangara because he'd be this number six where he could pick the ball up from the centre half and dictate the play and you know and get it passing through the channels to the players like you, Morgan gives whites, etc. Who can obviously make stuff happen at the other end of the pitch? Um, there, there was a cluster of players there. I mean, who I'd
2: probably put in that category who were, who were very, very. Well, he was, well, was really awful at all. Mm. You could add him to the, to the list because I thought Joe, like as someone that you think, oh, yeah, he could knock on the England door. No chance. Absolutely no, no chance in hell. As what as, like, because. There's times when he's getting on the ball out wide where you'd like him to get on the ball, similar to how James Madison does float and Erdegaard and all these great number 10s. But then he doesn't do anything with it. He kind of just pops it off. And then what's the point of moving to those areas if you're not then going to go and do something and be creative with it? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah,
4: I just think... I really do like Morgan. I just think at times he kind of gets caught on the board and trying to overplay, whereas, you know, you can't just keep it like ticking over it. And, and as a number 10, you know, you kind of got that band, are not you, in front of the strike where you can kind of free roam, get into pockets, picking up. Well, that's what you were doing at Bristol City and he was making things happen. Mm. just today but that, that you know he's what what is he 23 morgan yeah just just is turned 23 he, number, t- number 10s we we had this with a certain portuguese number 10 i'm not mentioning his name but they're gonna have <laughs> they're gonna have good and bad games number 10s because a, a lot of the time a number 10 is trying to make things happen through the either needle etc and a lot of the t- and sometimes it don't come off but, mm. you know that was just um hopefully with our back-to-back home games against two teams who you know, probably where he wants to get to in terms of playing for a team who are competing in Europe. Well, I know Newcastle are out now, but hopefully he can be as kind as Talies, man, in the next two games.
2: Yeah. Just going back to Yates, I think what, what's frustrating me is I watched him against Man United and I thought he was absolutely brilliant in that game. And there's, there's, for the first goal, he plays the pass out to a that completely takes a Man United player out of it. I can't, can't remember who it is. I can't remember if it's Dallow or someone else. And you're just like, well, you can obviously do it, so why aren't you doing it on a consistent basis against the weaker opposition? And that's what to, frustrates me. To be, because... to, to be fair with United, mate, their midfielder would, midfield was non-existent against Oh, I know, like, I know. But I'm like, not like, taking just, anything
4: just, away from us. But, you know, the, the second goal, they on. let Yates run 30, 40 yards without anyone even going to him, didn't they? Teams like, like other <laughs> sides aren't just going to give you that freedom, you know? I've seen Manu cut open in midfield so many times this season. Yeah, it's at the start when they just have Casimir as a holder and he just couldn't do it in the Premier League on his own. Um, I mean, the problem as well with like with Yates, I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the, it don't help when you get posts like there was that the Forest oh, at wow. one, they're saying what? Ryan Yates has been rated seven point seven out of 10. He was the, the man of the match today. I feel sorry for him in that sense because... <laughs>
3: Popularity Yeah, it clearly, was, it, point, yeah, it? It clearly yeah. wasn't
4: nowhere near a man of the match. I mean, for me, it was Morillo or Amadadeli again, and that's just going to like incite people giving him stick in it. You know, what I mean, this is what I mean about social media and this balance. It's either, or it's kind of all or nothing as the pun goes, until as the series goes. It's like, oh, it's either absolutely amazing or you're absolutely terrible, and you know, and he's doing. And then when I saw that, and then and then every comment below was just giving him stick, and it's like the poor bloke can't even done this himself, you know what I mean? Sometimes people going over the top on him is actually doing him more harm than good. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, yeah, we've always, said, I mean, we've, uh, always yeah, we've always said this.
3: We've always said I've I've seen like when he's oh. had a
4: really good game, people saying oh he should be close to the England squad, and that that's not that's not that's not productive Ooh. at all. You know, he does for me, Yatesy and I'll I'll He's, I think he's a, a solid squad player at this level. And there is games where I think you need him. There is Played games you, one of them, to be
3: fair.
4: Yeah, and there is games... Well, we said that about Everton at home, and he oh, was yeah. quite poor in that one. But, you know, there's games when you need him. Um, you know, the Man you home game is really good. Um, and then there's games where you probably need a bit more from your midfielders who are going to, obviously, pass. But at the, at the minute, like I said, the only other option, really, is Danilo, isn't it? So... Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Nuno's think he was, well, Yates is the captain. It's going to be a tough day down here at Bournemouth. He's probably someone we need in the midfield. So, yeah, I can see it from that sense.
3: What I will say is I didn't actually think Yates was too bad until about the 75th minute and he just started to blow. Mm-hmm. And it was really prominent, especially when we went out at 10 men because he was so slow on the ball it was like, when you need to be quick, you need to... and that's We weren't pushing wide either. You're very right, Adam. We just went narrow. And that suited them to the T. It was like, if you're... We all know, it's like football in basics, it doesn't matter what level you're at. If it's a level aside or whatever else. If they go down to 10 men, you go as wide as possible. You make them run, you stretch them. We were not even try to do that today. And that was really disappointing. But um he was just so slow to release Montiel or so slow to release... Uh, was it Rainer when he sort of pops over there or whoever it may be, he was taking an absolute age to get a ball under his feet and just pick a pass. It's like, come on, like, just it's just straight up the line. That's all you have the, to do. You're yeah, not well, asking for anything special, just straight up the line. Well, quickly. this is what like, I mean. Like, he like, like,
4: it, it, it kept, like, drifting towards the right-hand side to me with Montiel and... And then like Reina and uh, Ribier was kind of in the middle. Well, Them roles need to be reversed. Reina needs to be on the wing because he's someone who can cross the ball and beat a man. And Yates needs to be in that middle of the park. And it was, this is what I mean about lacking in ideas when we're against 10. It's like, we're not kind of sure. And we're just going to, you know, very much like some of us recruitment at times, we're going to ch- just chuck ch- 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 some mud at a wall and hope it sticks kind of thing.
3: No, it, it, it was very frustrating. But um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, as always, the subject of great conversation, Ryan Yates. Oh, Uh is that, is that there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Reece, I'll give you two wrap-up player performances. I'm going to give you Callum the doy because he's another one I feel that's been unfairly maligned. I've been I'm very public about that. I feel that the expectancy levels, and we spoke about this as well on this podcast as well, the expectancy levels people have for him as his Champions League winner, who was like this absolute demon, won kid once upon a time. I think people sort of expect him to be that now, but also don't take us into consideration that we wouldn't have got for three million pounds if he was still that player now and I personally thought that he showed a glimpse of it for the goal because it wasn't just winning the tackle like Adam said but obviously to beat two players like everyone says at him why can't he get on his man why can't he take his man on he just skimmed two players and just whacked it bottom corner so I thought well aside from that again I thought he's our best threat personally going forward but what did you think of
4: well, like, like a lot of you, you know, he's still a young lad, isn't he? What is he? What is he? 23, maybe? Something like that. He's still he's still really young, isn't he? Um, you know, <laughs> with young attacking players, it can be bloody frustrating at times. Um, You know, and Udson door is no exception. And I, I get what you're saying, Christian. Like, people have probably still got this guy who, by Munich, wanted to sign for 78 million 80 million ahead. This guy who was... Getting England caps before playing for his senior team, etc. I mean that that kind of ship has sailed, really, because you know he's gone from being a 70, 80 million pound player in terms of what Bayern were willing to offer to us picking him up for three million. And there's only a, you know there's only one reason for that, and that's because his performance levels have dropped, really. Um, hence why he's playing with respect to a, a side who are now in a relegation battle. Um, I don't like it's not from a lack of trying from him. I don't think it's never down to that. Um, and to be honest, I mean the goal was something what we've all wanted to see, weren't we? It was a carbon copy, really, of the Burnley goal, aside from he's gone for the bottom corner rather than the top this time. And and like Adam said earlier, no keeper in the world's getting today. It was right in the corner, it was a great finish. And it was at a per- and it was at a perfect time, really, because it was right pretty much bang on half time. You know, Iraola probably rips his team talk up and so does Nuno and you kind of think he can use that momentum to go into the second half, which didn't really happen because I think the game second half was pretty drab, wasn't it? Um, and what I did like about it as well was, you know, he has been struggling a little bit for confidence and he's obviously not scored since that Burnley game. And it it wasn't a sense of oh it's all about me I've just scored a really good goal it was get the bleeding ball let's get back to the halfway line and let's go again and I really I really like that because it would have been very easy for Kane kind of him to run off you know I always think of the Giroud celebration at Bournemouth I don't know if you guys can remember when he he just had to score the scorpion kick against Palace and had equalised at Bournemouth after being like three one down and he was running around the pitch flicking his boots up and you know, for Arsenal, I'm thinking, get back to the bloody halfway line and we'll try and win the game. So that was that was really good to see. And it's something I've said, and we've probably all said it, you know, players need runs of games and he's getting a pretty consistent run of games. And you are wanting to see things like he's done today with the goal more times often than not. And you want him to see really him taking a man on more often because I get what people are saying at times it is a little bit frustrating that he's kind of cutting back looking for Tavares where you know get direct at your man and take him on you know what I mean so fingers crossed that can give him a bit of confidence and the annoying thing was as well you know he was running straight through the middle of the pitch once until Billing decided to try and break his leg but um yeah that was a real shame because I ended his day and hopefully there's nothing bad apart from just a bit of a bruising and a sore one on that one for him,
3: yeah, definitely. Um, that was, that was kind of very nasty. Uh, just to wrap up their performances, I think obviously I'm just going to give a very special mention to Murillo, not by my bad, as you did earlier. Reese, I thought you know, for all this talk about Dominic Solanke being this like shoo in for England's Euro squad, mm-hmm. i barely noticed him and that's because of the work those two did they completely pocketed him and um, you know they've got a combined age of 42 I think those two and it's just very exciting to see them and I think like especially Andy O he's really had to wait and be patient and like I think he's taken his chance with two hands to the point now where you know, you're looking at Nia Carte, this like, wonderful seven and a half. It's like, how are you going to get back into the team? You've, you've got Felipe playing, they sat on the
4: bench as well, yeah. and then you've also got Willie Bolly to come back. So, yeah, exactly. you so, plenty of options in that. Yeah, them two have been brilliant. Um, I mean, well, I mean, Solanke is sure for the England squad, zero percent that he gets on that plane because I just think strikers. I reckon he ahead probably
3: does. Mm, i reckon he'll probably probably be Solanke. I, be... I reckon Solanke, um kane, kane
4: watkins i think i yeah, think ivan i think ivan Tony might get out of him as well but we'll see
3: oh maybe yeah unless he i don't know maybe i a bet on it who knows but anyway very quickly before we move on um just obviously a few bits and bobs to the transfer news because even though the window has now shut and obviously as you know not your forest it never stops um yeah. 365 days a year. is transferred you to forest. And um, there's been a few little bits to go through today that have come out. Obviously, so Remo Freud has moved to Bologna as we made permanent. He's hit the required uh, parameters to make that an obligation. So, good luck to him. Again, another much-maligned figure I thought was emotionally unfair. Good key part in that nine game unbeaten at home run last season. Good luck to him back in Italy and yeah, all the best. Um, Serge Aurier left for Guy Tasseroi. Uh, Serge Aurier, I think, will go down as one of the best free transfers of clubs ever made. Uh, instrumental in us saying us last year, defied all the naysayers, you know, used that leadership and experience to great effect, Very popular guy in the dressing room. And even this season, with two assists in the opening day against Sheffield United to bail us out because that wasn't exactly a convincing win against an awful, awful side who still now, in like early February, haven't got 10, more than 10 points yet. dearing me. And last but not least, uh, Joe Worrell is off to Basictus, it looks like. So he's taken to come to Basictus p r propaganda from a few years ago very seriously and uh yeah um, I don't recall saying good luck anyway, we can move on to bristol city i wish so...
4: him I wish him good luck i'm not I'm not that horrible i, I think something I didn't mention on the last um pod and I, I know obviously with these rumors and that he's kind of upset he's kind of tarnished his end anti but you know, I am, I've am. i got to take into account as well, you know, with him having that and I'm not using this as an excuse or with the family bereavement and stuff. So, like I said to Adam, me and Adam had a chat on a pod a while back and I, I kind of thought it was the end for him once Cooper had gone and the fact that Luna's pretty much not used him at all. I think I think a clean break's best for everyone and I, I'll remember him for, you know, helping us get back to the, um, the Premier League and I, I don't wish anything against him personally, but that's my opinion.
3: Well, he might get a medal this season, but it's a I think. Oh, so, I don't know. Yeah, well, in I was looking. In it at like... at
4: all, or
3: I'm not too sure. It looked like he might have gone to Tras Bonsor at one. Yeah, point, which geez, is far, funny because he actually
4: played them today. Yeah, so that was that was kind of like, oh, oh, Jay, what was he? Or oh, is he signing for us? Oh no, he's going to the opposition. All oh, right, okay.
3: But um, um, I know but, it will yeah. split
4: opinion, Jarv. I mean, I've, I've seen, I've seen Twitter and. You know, I, I do agree with the sense, really, Christian, that, you no, know, you shouldn't have, um, you shouldn't really walk out and that, but, you know, well, it's it's one of them. We, we all move on. And, well, apparently, he's only kind of going on loan, isn't he, what I've seen, and that there's no obligation, and it kind of seems, it's you know, a bit like it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's no um, point,
3: I mean. You know, go go win a medal and come back and be sold again I suppose mm. I don't know but we'll see um, well if, anyway. if we were to go down you know
4: he's he's probably good for that level same with McKenna really I mean oh. yeah it's, it's a tricky one
3: mm. anyway the last we're going back to Bristol City and because we, we like playing Bristol City so much that we want to play them again and um, yeah uh, also uh, what I didn't realise and which is a massive massive kick in the nuts is that um, you know, so Yates and Dominguez are suspended. Uh, obviously, we've lost McKenna, Warrell, Aguilera. And someone was sort of saying, oh, you know, good chance to play Sales, Rayner, and Ribeiro. None of them can actually play because the way the FA Cup rules are is that so for the only players you have available to you or signed on, sorry, for the first game are the only ones you can use for a second game, which I suppose makes sense, but it's a bit annoying. So, it's a good chance that we'll have the classic Vlatch um, v Turner debate again. And it looks like, well, who knows? Um, so, that'll be an interesting one. Uh, Leeds gone from 1-0 Forest win. We can also talk about Newcastle very quickly as well before we zip off. Um, so, very quickly, predictions. Adam, for Bristol City first and foremost.
2: Um. Oh. I don't know, like, because them three not being able, well, them five actually not being able to play kind of really stretches us, doesn't it? So, for me, I know the
3: Kyoto, I believe
2: Kyoto and Nikasi are able to play. Kyoto, I know he was having extended leave because obviously uh, the unfortunately, I would assume his father died, didn't he? So, I don't Um, know, but I imagine he'll be available. I'm not sure, though. Who knows? It'll be interesting to see how much we rotate. I mean, I wouldn't look like he was blowing after about 60 minutes because, obviously, he's just come back from injury. For me, he's while while he's our only fit striker, it seems, I know we've brought in Ribeiro, but an 18-year-old kid who's never played too much football in Portugal, never mind the Premier League, is not really something I find... um, (laughs) <laughs> something to rely on, so I'd rather like protect uh, a Wernie in that sense and kind of wrap him in bubble wrap a little bit. And, and I know, I know, like it's a bit disrespectful to the to the cup and everything, but I feel like you're going to have to maybe look at one of the kids, or or you're just going to play a one knee or a false nine or or something. So, yeah, I, I, as much as I'd like to win, I'm I'm, I, I'm much more focused on the league, to be fair, and our Premier League status. But I do think we've got enough to win. I think it will be tight. I think maybe two-one, forest Just I just don't know who's who's really going to play. It's going to be a, a an interesting rotated side, I'd imagine.
3: No, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see Felipe Nicari starts start. To be honest,
2: so shame Christina's lad is not here after his banger. Absolutely, the yeah. What a worldy!
3: <laughs> great that, start yeah. for the boy. Reese, how about you? Yeah,
4: you you said the turn and Turner debate. We've not really mentioned the goalie, have we? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just How judging him. Yeah, How well, nice I mean, nice it was. I think it was. He didn't really have much to do, did he? Really? I mean, people saying what what was your thoughts on sales online? He didn't really have much to do. I mean, whenever he got the ball back, he seemed a lot more assured than what Turner has been with his kicking. But to be honest, there's no disrespect to Matt, but that's not very hard. Um, I mean, we are down to bare bones, aren't we? Um, is it is it is it Wednesday night? And um, I mean, yeah, it's going to be obviously Vakadimos or Turner. You know, probably be Montel at right back, Toffolo left back. Um, Nia Carter and Felipe will probably come in. You're hoping Cuyate is going to be available because we've only got two fit centre mids, which would be him and Danilo. And then you're kind of looking at. <laughs> You know, a Langer gives White Hudson a doy because that's kind of all we've got really. And then it probably is going to have to be Tyro, isn't it? Or you took in a kid up there, which I just couldn't imagine Nuno really doing. I mean, it doesn't look like a rigi would be fit, I'd imagine. So, I mean, I mean, the bench is going to be full of, full of kids, isn't it? Um, yeah, you're
2: going to have like a song, Gardner. Yeah. Um right. I, mean,
4: oh, yeah. I mean I mean even the ki- I mean the,
2: the kids who probably
4: be on the bench have all kind of gone out on loan really like you say I glare and I know Julian Larson's gone out on loan to um so God the bench is gonna be like Fred there Um so that is a concern because again, like you say, Adam, you're gonna you're kind of having to play Tyro really, which you know is not really ideal because we don't want him to kind of break down, do we? Um I guess this is where you could say it may, It would have made sense to get Akpon, but also he wouldn't have been available. So um, I, I, I fancy it to be a draw again. I really do. Um, I can, And generally, I think it will go all the way. I, I think it will be extra time. And I f- I'm going to go for us to win on penalties as revenge for them beating us on penalties. And I believe it was the LDV Vans Trophy at the time back in League One. Um, they beat us at the city. It time. was. Probably in front of that that 3, thousand. You're yeah. <laughs> still holding on to yeah. that. No, it's just something when I've I remember running when we got obviously in the penalty shootouts with Sheffield United. I remember people running back through the penalty shootouts we've had as a had as a club, and I think that was the only one we'd lost, Antet for so-
3: We've, had We've got a pretty good record, record, don't we? we so, yeah, because yeah.
4: we beat we beat Barry, didn't we, in the cup, and we beat Spurs. And we obviously, back, beat, yeah, really we obviously beat, yeah, we obviously beat, we obviously beat back, um, which we shouldn't have done, but we did. Um, obviously beat Sheffield United. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm hoping we can wrap it up in ninety minutes. It, it it'd be absolutely brilliant. I wanted to think we're three 0 up after. An hour and we can bring off some players and rest them, but that isn't going to happen with Forest. Is it it's the easy way, the hard way, or the forest way, which is the hard way but harder? So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's my two pens on that. I think it'll go all the way and we'll win on penalties.
3: Uh, well, I'm gonna be a bit more to visit. I think we're gonna win 2 0. Um, and hopefully, we'll get like a song on the pitch for the last 20 minutes, I think, <laughs> to give Piway a rest and like, yeah, hopefully, I'll anyway. Be, but
4: I mean, be the bench is going to be. Because they're probably they're probably, they're probably going to Hope be three <laughs> like, keep- keepers on there because
3: they've got a favourite ball band. There's big Wayne play. There's
2: big Wayne yeah, play. Put like, like, like that I mean, centre attacking mid. I'm just oh. like
4: looking through the team and there's hardly anyone. I mean, you, like the youngster you're looking at like McDonald, Gardner, Josh Powell probably going to be on there, Osung. But apart from that...
2: Like Nico and Tavares will be on the bench and yeah, the there's team, like,
4: though. there's obviously the players who would drop out as rotation from today and then and then the rest, it's just going to be kids, isn't it? It's a yeah. shame, really, that, I mean, those are the rules, so I'm not going to whinge about them. It's kind of a shame, really, because... Be you I mean? perfect
3: Yeah,
4: yeah, and Rainer as well, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, the rules,
3: and um, you I'll watch just... like Forest play him anyway, and then we'll get kicked out. But like <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, that would be very. Yeah, we, very we, we win the entire trophy and mm. have to have the whole. And actually, you know, his asterisk next to it taken away from us. Yeah, right. I mean, Brit- Bristol, yeah.
4: Bristol City lost on um, Friday night
3: to Leeds, so yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, even... obviously we sort of aggressive slightly. Did you hear the um, the Andy Hinchcliffe commentary for the penalty appeal? Uh, basically... I saw it. Yeah. Well, I mean, EBH, and apparently not, it was looking for it. it I, like, I'm
4: goodness. not being funny, but I couldn't stand <laughs> when we was in the championship, so nothing would have changed. that uh, I mean, I'm not, awesome. I'm not, I'm not too keen on many Sky commentators. Even I think this might be controversial. but I think even Peter Draw has got a bit too over over pun use, but that's. My two pens. i did see someone on twitter saying yeah get rid of peter joy and bring in gary weaver i thought oh, god that's literally
3: like the championship version of
4: peter joy <laughs> so yeah
3: theory me. Um, should we cover newcastle i don't know if we have a preview in the week do we because we might not i think of course it's a quick turnaround isn't it so yeah, are we doing
2: um, a... um, i've not i've not like investigated or yeah. <laughs> I'm
3: just are we out doing of time? A... are we doing a review i don't yeah we're could... we'll doing a review of Newcastle. No, Bristol City. I mean, you know, Bristol. that'll call
2: into one, I'd imagine, guys, uh, yeah. listeners, viewers. Um, yeah, because I just think time and everything yeah. else. Fair enough. Okay, well, in that case will
3: come on New, Newcastle
2: pictures now, then. So, the mm. um, well, if... full team back, it's going to be a thumping 4 0 win after their Jaroslav <laughs> of the weekend. What was... have <laughs> they stunk up from St. James's, didn't they? Let's face it. Thankfully, mm. at least they got, got place bloody, place least they got fair. a
4: bloody point. Thank
2: fair God yeah. doing, should have won
3: it as well. Mm. See that ball at the end, the Premier put across, and like, no, I've not watched
2: oh, night. Should have night. I think uh, it's going um... to be a difficult game, though, against Newcastle. Um, yeah. But as at home and and I, I backers against anyone at home, I always say this. Um, I think we'll beat them three one again.
3: Oh. Reece, what you?
4: Can we get Emmanuel Dennis back to chip um, Nick Pope again? Um, I'm going to go what I went for. The, I believe I got the ball with game right. I think I said one one. So I'm going to I'm going to go with that again. I think it'll be a draw. At Newcastle. And um, to be honest, after two, the one I fancy winning more is West Ham. Personally. Yes, fair enough. Um, I think if we were to get four out of two home games, I'd be pretty happy with that. We, we need a win out of two, that's for sure, at the at the, vast, at the very, very least. Um, so, yeah, I think 1-1. One, one. I mean, to be fair to Newcastle before yesterday's, I'm not sure what to describe that game, but they went to Aston Villa and won 3-1. So, and, then, and then then they can't beat Luton at home. That's very Forrest, isn't it? That is very couple forest, of results, yeah. So yeah.
3: I'm going to be very optimistic. I'm going to think we're going to win our next two home games. I'm going to say this is going to be tight, very, very tight but I'm going to go with a 1-0 win for Forest and Matt Selves to have an absolute worldie against mm. his old club. It's he will lovely. not have Anthony Jordan by the yeah. way. Is he injured, is he? Or yeah, he, he left in um crutches. He didn't look in a good way at all. Mm. So, the funny um, thing
4: yeah. is, like, Newcastle have slated kind of two players you've, they've sold to us. Chris Wood went back and absolutely Retired the whole city with a hat trick. Um, and then Matt Sells, although he only played a few games from I don't think got many good reviews. So hopefully, he has a world in. We it's a shame wood's not fit, is it really? I thought I'd never say that, but after his last performance against Newcastle, it's hamstrings probably going to be probably a month, isn't it really? Probably even if it's a slight one, which is
3: yeah, mm, pain. But anyway, we ultimately. There are positive stakes from if We got a point away. This isn't no the worst result. Um, obviously last season that would have been a bit of a rarity. So, but yeah, hopefully we can get a few wins in the bottom. Like you know, the dream would be to win the next three home games in the cup and the league. That'd be amazing. But hopefully we can do that. We obviously have the ability to do it. So, hopefully we'll soon see. But we will be with you very soon, whether it's after the Bristol City game or after the Newcastle game. But We'll
0: have- this podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport Powered by fans.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.